Eric Bieniemy explained why benching Sam Howell last weekend was the best thing for him as the team gets ready to face off against the New York Jets on Christmas Eve. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Command. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome everybody to this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day, every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Lock Insider program. You'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive content, and one-on-one conversations with me, your host. Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders to get in on all the text messaging fun. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82, on threads at dharrison underscore 82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode, we're going to identify three keys to a commander's Christmas Eve win over the New York Jets. Yes, a win because the players want to win, and that's the team we're talking about. And the team plans on winning. We're going to talk about how they can do it, and we're going to break down both sides of this game. Uh, coming up this weekend. But first, we are going to discuss what Eric Bieniemy had to say about the benching of quarterback Sam Howell. Now, let's be upfront here. There is no quarterback controversy as far as the team is concerned. Uh, now, that being said, if you know if if Sam Howell doesn't show improvement that they expect him to uh, show after what happened with the Los Angeles Rams and what's been happening recently here in the past few weeks, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't make a similar move, put Jacoby Brissett uh, in the game against the New York Giants and make that change anyway. And if that happens, obviously we will have an elevated discussion about what's going on with the Washington Commanders quarterback position. But as it stands right now, the whole point of pulling Sam Howell on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams was a teaching method. It was to teach. It was to inspire more growth from Sam Howell. Uh, Jacoby Brissett echoed the same thing. Um, The entire team is basically looking at this as that was not a benching. It was simply a teaching moment for the young quarterback. I know that doesn't jive with what a lot of people are saying in the media, what a lot of people are saying in the fan base, but that is the message coming from the team in every which way, in every direction. And we're going to talk about the latest coming from Eric Bieniemy, uh, who explained on Thursday to us why pulling Sam Howell was actually good for him. You can get to a point where you can apply a lot of pressure on yourself and you're seeing a lot, but you're not seeing anything. And so... Sometimes that happened, and he's a young kid, and hear me when I say this. He wants to be perfect. He wants to be great. He can tell you everything that he did wrong, and he's very self-aware of all the mistakes that he made. And he also understands his accountability and the lack of that he didn't have in that game, but he also understands how important it is for him to be decisive and right because it impacts everyone else. So – He's still finding ways to grow, and this is a part of that growth process. So I think another thing, I thought we did a great job when when, uh, we pulled him because it gave him an opportunity to take a break, to sit back, inhale, exhale, and watch Jacoby play and watch Jacoby run a similar uh, uh, number of plays 
and how a veteran just handled a lot of the, the things that was presented to him. And, I, and I'll say this, sometimes without any bad luck, we wouldn't have any good luck at all. Because I think sometimes sitting back and watching someone else do it can have a, 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 a major impact in helping him to continue to grow. All right, that was Washington Commanders assistant head coach, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy talking about why it was positive for Sam Howell to get pulled out of the game against the Los Angeles Rams. He makes a lot of good points there. One thing that I really liked that he said was sometimes you can see a lot without seeing anything. And that right there, every day as we've been having this conversation, I've been telling you that basically ever since the second New York Giants game, I feel like when I watch Sam Howell, when I turn on the tape, I'm seeing a quarterback who is pressing. I did ask him at one point in time if he felt he was pressing. He said no. Most people are not going to say, yes, I'm pressing. Yes, I'm trying to force the issue. Yes, I'm trying to to do, you know, control too much, do too much, all these things. And that's fine. But this is your coach telling you. And, and obviously, if he's saying it to us, he has said it to Sam Howell uh, as well. And basically, just confirms that is what we're seeing. That's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a young quarterback who understands the amount of weights that is on the shoulders of this offense. This defense is giving up points in bunches. So this offense has to keep up. The reaction that Sam Howell is having is trying to force the issue. He's trying to find the big play. He's trying to find the best play, not the smart play, not the good play, not the quick play. He's trying to find the best place. So when you see him passing up open receivers, that's what we're talking about. Um, and, and the good thing that Eric Bieniemy said there too is that Sam is self-aware. He he understands what he's doing wrong. The hardest part of this whole thing is in the moment fighting that urge to compete to the highest level. Is is fighting that urge to find the best play and understand that when you're in your progression, you got to take the opportunities as they come. And I think that's the value that you really get out of watching Jacoby Brissett because when Jacoby Brissett steps on the field against the Los Angeles Rams, he's not scanning the field two, three, four different receivers running, trying to extend the play for 10 seconds to find the open guy, the perfect open guy. No, he reads the defense. He reads the offense. He says, I know what I have running. I know what they're, what they're showing me. Boom, they showed it to me. That means that this is going to be open. Take it right away. Now, the positive thing for Jacoby Brissett is that they're deep balls. Some of them were deep balls, especially the, the two to Terry McLaurin. But the overall value is take what the defense gives you. It's cliche, but there is a reason to this day coaches still preach it because it is harder to do it than it sounds. Um, and really what this boils down to is Sam Howell getting the opportunity to do some observational learning. There are some pillars to observational learning. We're not going to get into a full class on observational learning, but in order to have effective observational learning, you have to have someone watching a person or a, an object, whatever, that is similar to them. Jacoby Brissett is similar. He's a quarterback for the Washington Commanders. They're in a high status position. Sam Howell has a lot of respect for Jacoby Brissett. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. Their experts are knowledgeable. Again, Jacoby's been in the league a long time. He's had a lot of success. He's done this. He has Sam's respect. Uh, rewarded for their behaviors, the crowd, the teammates, the joy. And Sam, unhappy that he had to get pulled for it to happen, but certainly happy to see Jacoby have the kind of uh, kind of production he wants. He wants to have that feeling for himself just as much as he wants to have it uh, for his teammate. And then provides them with nurturing. And Jacoby Brissett could not have been a better veteran teammate in the locker room following that Rams game. Immediately shut down. He was asked by one of us, hey, was Sam Howell getting benched? And he said, I'm not – I wouldn't put it that way. He didn't get benched. He got pulled from the game. That's not a benching. He has been nothing but a mentor to Sam Howell. So observational learning has the most success when all those five pillars are in place. All five of those pillars are in place with Sam Howell coming out of that Rams game. We'll have to see if he translates it into – positive play against the New York Jets. Second video on Eric Bieniemy is the importance of being decisive 
versus being right. You heard him mention it there. I want to hear. I want you to hear the full conversation he had with us about that very topic. Well, first and foremost, and I'll say this: it's always better to be decisive than to be right. Because if you're decisive with the football, guess what? Your chances are that you're probably right. That just means that you're not second guessing yourself. All right. Uh, I remember this with Pat at once upon a time. You know, uh, <laughs> Pat at times could see ghosts out there, and you know, hey, it's one thing, and, and then he's, he's, he was thinking that, hey, you know what? Well, he could have jumped this. Well, that wasn't the case. So I'm seeing that with Sam. And sometimes you can overthink something simple. And for whatever reason, I've never played the position. It happens. And it's unfortunate that it happens. But the thing that he needs to continue to do is continue working through it. Okay, and continue trusting his gut and his instinct and all the fundamentals that he's been taught. And so he's put that on display yesterday and he's put that on display so far today. So, like I said, it's better to be decisive than to be wrong. Okay, and so that's the major thing that I think moving forward. And he's really starting to gain a complete understanding of. All right. That's uh, once again, Eric Bianami talking about the importance of being decisive versus trying to be right 100% of the time. Listen, we've talked about this before every day. No decision is a bad decision. When the, the ball cannot make you money, the ball cannot gain yards when it is not moving forward. So the cycle of function of a quarterback, right? It's I'm going to kind of simplify this. This is a very simplified version, but receive the play, communicate the play. Line up the play, scan the defense, confirm the play, make any checks or changes that you need to execute the play. When you execute the play that comes at the snap of the ball, at that point in time, your decisions are simply opening or not opening. If it's an opening, you don't have a choice there. Like that's the whole purpose of having design plays, having the reads, having the checks. Is because once you find an open receiver, boom, that is it. So if your first progression is open, hit it. Don't stand there and wait for another opportunity. Don't stand there and say, I can extend this play and maybe get a better play. No, if your first progression is open, hit it. The Washington Commanders need Sam Howell to be decisive against the New York Jets this weekend. That's not all they need. I'll tell you what else they're going to be facing coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it if you're sitting in the stadium. Don't do it sitting in your house or at your watch party. Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party. Favorites like pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns. and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or the tailgate. My family has a special Christmas Eve uh, celebration tradition. We get McDonald's for all the kids, but you know something with the games going on, I don't got to go get it. I don't have to force my wife to go get it. We're just going to door dash it, have it drop right at the house. So everybody is happy, including the guy watching football, score football seasons, best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app. So you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day, stock up on your favorite apps and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then just get ready to watch the win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget that code, LOCKED23, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen to your first view today and every day, every dares. Make sure you come back on Monday. I will have a bonus crossover. It's not really a bonus. It's my regular Monday episode, but I will not have the post-game episode until Tuesday because of Christmas festivities and family traditions and all those things. So Monday, we will have a bonus episode. Renner ranks Mike Renner of Locked On Podcast Network along with Ross Jackson. Uh, we'll have a little bonus episode for you guys. Drop in on Monday and then Tuesday, I will come at you with my takeaways from the Washington Commanders Jets game. A little bit of an adjusted schedule because of holidays, so bear with me, but we will get you all of the content that you are owed, certainly. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to that first ever national sports 27 streaming channel. Get all your sports news that you need there. Turning our focus to the game this weekend, let's see where we can find some advantages for the Washington Commanders, who, yes, do intend to go out there and beat the New York Jets on offense. If you're looking for an advantage against this New York Jets defense, there are no real advantages. So the closest you get to having an advantage is in the rushing game, which is certainly going to be hindered with the absence of Brian Robinson Jr., who is going to miss this game due to that hamstring injury. We'll go over the full active and active reports uh, before or heading into the weekend at the end of this episode. But when you look at how the New York Jets defense has fared against opposing run attacks, opposition run attacks this season so far, left side off tackle and outside runs, they're allowing 4.3 yards per carry. Inside runs are allowing 3.5 yards per carry. Right off tackle and outside runs, they're averaging 4.3 yards per carry allowed. So left off, left and right side off tackle and outside runs are both allowing 4.3 yards per carry, uh, while the interior side our interior runs are only allowing 3.5 yards per carry, which you would pretty much expect when you look at the New York Jets uh, defense, especially with a guy like Quinton Williams, an Alabama defense tackle. You guys know how good those guys can be uh, when they're operating at their top performance. So where the Jets defense really struggles is on third and fourth downs. There, they're ranked 20th and 22nd in conversion rates allowed, respectively, in the National Football League. So getting to third and fourth if you need it. Uh, and manageable is key because I don't care how bad your third down or fourth down defense is. If it's third and 18, third and 12, you're going to have a lot of success against that, which means winning on first and second down. So I looked at this run game defense for the New York Jets. and I really went into the weeds with it and broke it down on first downs. Right side off tackle outside runs are going at about 4.5 yards per clip. Uh, and they're followed secondly by inside runs, surprisingly enough. Uh, left side off tackle outside runs are actually having the least success against the New York Jets defense this year. So you want to kind of hit the right side on the, if you're the Washington Commanders, test that early, test it with AG, test it with Chris Rodriguez, uh, and see if you can get some success there. Second down, again, right side off tackle and outside runs are going for about 4.4 yards per clip, followed again by inside runs. So again, a little bit of surprise there on first and second downs, but the point is you definitely want to hit that right side off tackle and off an outside run. Uh, category there if you're the Washington Commanders offense. Third down, you're actually flipping it left side off tackle and outside uh, runs are the number one uh, uh, are getting the most yards against the Jets defense, followed by right off tackle and right outside runs. So on specific third downs, uh, I, I went through and I kind of looked at the successful third down plays that the New York Jets had allowed, and one of them really stood out to me, and that came from the Kansas City Chiefs. Interestingly enough, because Unless it's a play that was only installed this season, which it could be, um, but it, but if it wasn't a play that was installed just this season, this is a play that Eric Bieniemy knows. So going back, setting it up again, you want to get into those third and manageables, and this is third and one, which is certainly manageable uh, and all those things. But I think you could run this play in third and three, third and five. I mean, look, if this team feels confident in their execution of it, you might even see them run it third and six. Uh, the Chiefs come out in twelve personnel. 
and they start off three by one. There's two receivers to the short side of the field, reduced and bunched, so they're very near to the to the to the offensive line. They're not split out wide. Uh, the left side tight end is lined up in line, and the right side tight end is also lined up in line. But the right side tight end is staggered outside. The receiver goes in motion from the left to right before the snap. When the ball is snapped, the receiver is passing the quarterback apex, so they can create a little play action on the jet sweep. The tight end. Uh, the left side tight end kicks right to, or the right side tight end rather kicks right to sell the action on the jet sweep while the right guard pulls to the left and the line blocks down to the right. So there's a little bit of misdirection going here. So you, you look at the right side tight ends, tight ends kicking right outside. The line is shifting right, but you have the left guard moving to the left or the right guard moving to the left. Sorry. And then you got your heavy side of your formation also on that side and they give the ball to the running back who is ideally going to go through the left side C gap with the pulling guard getting upfield uh, to get a block downfield. If done right and effectively, it's getting at least three or four defenders, second level, uh, second level defenders moving to the right while leaving about three or four to the left where the ball actually goes. So you're splitting the defense with the look that you're giving them to me. This is a really good play for a guy like Antonio Gibson to run. Uh, you run it, you know, before you, to me, you would run a similar looking play. Maybe you run the jet sweep on like a second and two, maybe on a first and five. If you get a penalty, like something there to kind of see, did the jets study that chi that chiefs tape Did the jets kind of look at the chiefs and say, Hey, EB might bring some stuff here because they're anticipating it. You can use that to your uh, advantage as well. So run the sprint, right? Run the sweep, see if they bite on it and then pull this one out on a third and one. Like I said, I'd probably run in like third and six, I think the play ended up gaining about 24 yards, uh, if I remember correctly, from watching the tape there. So really good play designed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, if that's if that's an Eric Bieniemy, uh, if that comes from Eric Bieniemy's time, then he obviously knows that play. If not, it's still something that they could have uh, studied up on. Defensive advantage, pass rush, pass defense. Uh, it's really weakness on weakness here. The Jets' offense is weak. Uh, the Commanders' offense has been weak. Uh, the, the commander's defense is weak. The Jets offense has been weak. I think the commander's defense is ranked 32nd overall. The Jets offense are ranked 32nd overall. Uh, the Jets are 31st in sacks per pass attempts allowed, 31st in pass yards per play. Not doing well there. The Jets have the second fewest completions of 15 or more air yards, while the commanders have the third most completions of 15 or more air yards. And then, of course, the 13s. Uh, 13 of the Jets' deep completions have gone to tight end Tyler Conklin and wide receiver Garrett Wilson combined. Tackles Carter Warren, who will be playing, and Makai Becton, who will be playing, have the lowest block pat or pass blocking efficiency ratings of the season among the five New York Jets offensive linemen, which means Washington needs to go out there and try to assault those guys. Don't just go one on one with them. Bring some blitzes their way. Bring some stunts. Give play some games with those guys. See if you can't take advantage. Uh, they appear most vulnerable against speed. So I'm looking for KJ Henry, Casey Tuhill, and Deron Payne on the inside to try to cause some havoc against this New York Jets. Offense and bottom line is uh, keep a cap on Tyler Conklin and Garrett Wilson, and you should be able to keep the explosives to a minimum against the New York Jets this week. And that's one key to victory. We're going to bring up the others, and I'll give you the final game status report this weekend for the Washington Commanders and New York Jets. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and people like me, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then watch your winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. I picked my usual trio of players 
for Thursday Night Football. I went with Saints running back Alvin Kamara to give me more than half a touchdown. Rams running back Kyron Williams to give me more than 109.5 rushing and receiving yards combined. And Rams kicker Lucas Haversek to have more than seven points kicking. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. The Washington Commanders are in New York facing off against the New York Jets Sunday at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every snap of the Commanders' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Commanders, and while you're there, you might just hear a familiar voice during the game. We've gone over some tendencies. We've gone over some advantages. So what are the keys to combating the New York Jets? Well, we just kind of went over one of them, right? Bottle up Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin. Put someone over the top. Tyler Conklin is very, very dangerous up the seam as a tight end. You get him on a linebacker and you don't put somebody on top of him. He can and will get on top of your linebacker and these Jets quarterbacks, even Trevor Simeon. I've seen Trevor Simeon play a good amount of football more than I probably really, really realize I have. He will hit the tight end on this on the seam and your linebacker who's running for his life behind him will not have an opportunity to break that pass. Keep somebody on top of him. Garrett Wilson, we already know he's a threat. You already know he's the primary receiver. You have to, have to, have to keep somebody on top of him. We said this about Tyreek Hill. We've said it about CD lamb. We've said it about, I mean, who else, you know, Puga Nakua, Cooper cup, like the, the miscommunication is killing the Washington Bears this season. They've got to make sure someone is on top of these guys. And really it's almost most beneficial. If they have them lined up on the same side of the field, you tell the deep guy, Hey, Garrett Wilson, first Tyler Conklin, next, keep an eye on both of those guys. But that's who you have to prioritize staying on top of. Force the New York Jets to drive the length of the field. Do not allow them to have these explosive plays, especially the explosives for scores. Again, the Jets, one of the worst teams in the NFL and connecting on passes that travel 15 air yards or more. Make sure that this is not their get right game for that. Key number next, our next key, get two hitch limit. We talked about with Sam Howell, right? Eric Bianami's talking about needing quick decisions, better to be decisive. We talked about Sam Howell pressing for weeks now. That got confirmed by the Eric Bieniemy's comments just this week. A two-hitch limit. Get to the top of your drop. If your first read's not here, boom, give it one hitch. Find your second read. If your second read's not there, give it a second hitch. If that's not there, throw the ball away or run. And honestly, given the injury report coming out, you might even need to, to drop that down to one hitch. To get to the top of your drop, hit one hitch. If after that one hitch is not there, take off or get rid of the ball. That's going to be another key to this game. Key number three. Attack the edges on both sides of the ball. We just talked about it. Run to the right side on first and second down. Run to the left or right side on third down. Obviously, you can't just do that every single time. you got to mix it up, but you know what I mean. Hit the edges of that New York Jets defense. Don't let Quinn and Williams get upfield and blow up these run plays uh, time and time again. Chris, Chris Rodriguez Jr. certainly has a little bit more agility than I think he's given credit for, but Antonio Gibson, this is an opportunity for him to have a really big game. Plus, you got a little bit of a weakness in the middle of that offensive line this week. Running side to side keeps you from being exposed in the middle uh, quite as much. On the defensive side of the ball, the tackles, the Jets offensive tackles, especially rookie offensive tackle Carter Warren, he is a liability. Mekhi Becton has been a liability this year. Get your defensive ends free. Honestly, I want I would I would not hate seeing a formation where John Ridgeway, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen are on the field at the same time, and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are lined up as three tacks or maybe even a little bit wider. Get them on those tackles, pull some stunts, run some games, get some two-man games going. 
assault those tackles, some linebacker blitzes, safety blitzes, bring cam curl off the edge, do whatever you got to do, but make sure you exploit the tackle. So attack the edges on both sides of the ball. Game status report for the Washington Commanders, Brian Robinson Jr., like we already talked about, he is out for this game with a hamstring injury. The interior offensive line is going to be missing their center. Tyler Larson is out with a knee injury. Nick Gates will be starting in his place. Left tackle Charles Leno Jr. is also out with a calf injury. Cornelius Lucas will be starting in his place. I know some of you have been wanting to see Luke get that play time anyway. This is going to be your opportunity to see him playing. Joshua Pryor, defensive end, is out with an illness. And Jonathan Williams is in concussion protocol. He's on the practice squad, so not really out, so to speak, just he won't be getting called up, likely Derek Gore getting called up from the practice squad this weekend. Cleared to play defensive tackle John Ridgeway, defensive end James Smith-Williams will be returning from that hamstring injury. Linebacker Cody Barton and cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. For the Jets, they will be without two quarterbacks. Zach Wilson is still in concussion protocol. Aaron Rodgers with that Achilles injury is not going to be playing this season. Questionable to play defensive lineman John Franklin Myers with a hip injury. Offensive tackle Dwayne Brown with a back injury. And cleared to play is right tackle Carter Warren, who I want to see the Washington Commanders full-out assault this weekend. I know a lot of you out there don't want to see the Commanders win, but those are the keys to victory. The players want to win. The team wants to win. That's who I cover, communicating that to you. If you don't want to see the win, believe me, next week we'll, we, we will be talking about updated draft orders. We'll be doing another updated mock draft. It is already mock draft season here on Locked On Commanders, so make sure you're coming back for all of that again. Post-game episode will be dropping Tuesday. We will have an episode on the channel on Monday, but it will be uh, Mike Renner and Ross Jackson joining uh, forces to, to give you a little bit of a special episode on Monday. And then I will be back Tuesday with uh, with my post-game thoughts. Wednesday, we'll do the AAR. Thursday, we'll probably hit the mailbag and crossover. Friday, we'll, uh, we'll do another game preview and we'll spend New Year's Eve at FedEx watching the uh, San Francisco 49ers and Chase Young's return against the Washington Commanders. In the meantime, you got questions, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a Lock Insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, become a Locked On Commanders Insider and have one-on-one -on -one conversations with me. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day, every day. Or thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply.